Ciao, I'm Chris. Welcome to a new episode of OCD Geeks. And I'm Jack. Hi guys, welcome back. Welcome back. Today we are going to talk about a recent movie currently available on Netflix that is related to Italy. I'm talking about The End of God that is known in Italian as È stata la mano di Dio. Yes, Chris. Sorrentino is surely one of the greatest directors alive speaking about Italian cinema. As soon as it came out on Netflix, I rushed to see it. Jack is the expert about Italian film tradition, about all the details and the cinematography. I'm sure Jack will have many insights to tell us. Well, actually, I could spot some references about great Italian cinema involving the second decades of the 20th century, the reminiscent uh, aura about Fellini's great movies, as for example La Dolce Vita or Amarcord. Fellini plays a great part in this movie because most of it is a constant reference to this kind of cinematography. Fellini was one of the masters of Sorrentino, it's obvious that he has been quoted so much. You can think about it as some kind of homage. Yes, you know Chris, actually in the latest years there was one big movie that came out and it won also a few awards like uh, Lo chiamavano Gig Robot. I saw English that one. Is, yes, by Mainetti. It's one of the y- unique Italian movies that was detaching itself from the realism that had a big impact. If I remember correctly, it was kind of related to the superhero theme, but from a very realistic and cruel point of view. The uh, initial point was the environment of Rome and the suburbs. Apart from that, the movie then developed in other ways we could see it as a fantasy involving many other aspects it was really a great original movie jack since you know me and our listeners well many of them really enjoy marvel or dc so if someone is listening to us and he or she is interested in superhero movies would you recommend jig robot to them yes i think jig robot was a big step ahead for italian movies as a whole it was appreciated worldwide for this reason connecting the style of Jig Robot to Sorrentino, of course, these are different. For example, the starting point is what's going on in the streets of Naples in 1986-1987. These are the years when this movie is taking place. We can spot as one of the first aspects the urban life of the people from Naples, especially adolescents, because this movie is a big coming of age of the protagonist Fabio, or as the family calls him Fabietto, which is a kind of a nickname. nickname. Like um, little Fabio. Something like that. Fabio is attending high school, the Liceo Classico, the humanistic studies. He is unsure about his future, if studying philosophy or going to make movies. Every day is basically involving new stimulus. What's happening around him? Well, the biggest part of the movie is Maradona, the, the favorite player of Paolo Sorrentino, finally moving from Barcelona to Napoli. At that time, no one believed that actually Maradona was going going to join Napoli's team. Yes, because Napoli's previous president, Ferlaino, as they say in the movie, was uh, resistant uh, in spending a lot of money on the player market, so no one ever believed that the greatest player ever could come and play in Naples. Even the title of the movie, Stata Mano di Dio, The End of God, is also a clear reference to the famous quote by Maradona. Yes, the famous quote, but especially the gesture that Maradona did in the quarterfinals of the Mundial Cup of 1986 when Argentina faced England and Maradona scores two goals but this gesture
gesture of Maradona was kind of a robbery. He touched the, the ball with the hand, but the referee didn't spot. This was a peculiar and genial gesture symbolizing the whole exploitation of the South American population of the British Empire back in the years. But the second goal at the same time resembled the great artistry and capability of this player to completely avoid the defense of the English players and score a goal. On one side there is this little robbery, on the other the amazing potential of the greatest player ever. Sorrentino wanted to combine these two features of these controversial players because as we all know, Chris, it's quite uh, common worldwide that Maradona was a player that expressed his creativity and eccentric personality. You know, he has excesses also outside of the pitch. You know me well, I'm not a big fan of soccer in general, but I think the coming of Maradona to Naples for the main character, something similar we experienced way back when we were high school students in 2006, when Italy won the World Championship. I kinda recall the vibe and the excitement all over Italy because of this major success. Exactly. The capability of the whole population to cheer so much for one player was something unique. We all together cheered up for our national team, so a group of players, but this time it was only one player that could make all difference. The title is not random because the hand of God, it's the hand of the fate that shapes the personal happenings that will change uh, Fabius forever, but on the other side it's the hand of the player who was central to his adolescence that made uh, Fabio grow up as a man and saved him somehow. In the movie, if you're watching in the original Italian, the characters spoke with Naples uh, accent. I was able to understand pretty much everything. You know, sometimes you can hear a word or an expression that is peculiar to Naples, so I was not able to catch 100% of what they were saying. Yes, Chris, I think most of the Italian people who are not from Naples will use subtitles on this movie because some parts are very difficult to understand completely. You know, I have an advantage on this point because my mom is from south, from a little city in the province of Caserta, near Naples. I know the Napolitan dialect, so it wasn't difficult to follow the movie without subtitles. I was very nostalgic throughout the vision because it reminded me many people that I know coming from the south and from Naples itself. Sorrentino depicts characters very good and this collective union peculiar of southern people. There is a big connection between the movie and the roots of part of your family. Sure, Chris. Actually, one of the first scenes of the movie is Fabio going to high school in Liceo Classico to the school of Salesiani. Actually, it's also very close to the house of my grandmother south in the province of Caserta. So I also have this school of Salesiani. Oh, that's the house really of cool. My... Yeah, that's very cool and made me go even deeper into this movie while I was watching it. The movie, as you said, takes place in the 80s. Beside Naples culture, you can specifically see what was like, you know, around 30 to 35 years ago. It's quite interesting. If you enjoy Italian culture, it can be a very unique insight for you if you are listening from outside Italy. You know, it made me laugh. It was very funny. In the movie, there was no privacy at all for the protagonist. You know, family happenings were shared with other friends, for example, and the family spoke to each other in order to solve the problem 
problems of a friend. You're telling some kind of sense of community between yes. family and the neighbors. Yes, a great sense of community. The difference between, for example, southern and northern rooted people. There is also another important reference, not only to the movies of the beloved Federico Fellini, but the character of Federico Fellini in the movie. He's taking an audition. We can see how Fellini was involved in the female protagonists of his movies, how there were many women who gave inspiration. Even for Fabio, there was this inspirational part because he was so attracted by a member of his family. In Italy, we say Musa Inspiratrice, kind of a muse. This movie on Netflix is recommended for people up the age of 14. You know, there is some kind of bad language and scenes that I wouldn't recommend for a younger audience. Yes, Sorrentino is straightforward and explicit. Guys, don't expect anything politically correct. It's something quite different compared to my favorite Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Sure, Sorrentino is extreme, whose characters are always displaying themselves, but in the end, Chris, also Fellini's characters were like these great baroque and eccentric characters staging every time on the screen. My favorite actor is Roberto Benigni, that is well known worldwide for the movie Life is Beautiful, La Vita è Bella. You know, Benigni is from Tuscany. If you remember, guys, we chat about the famous movie Pinocchio, where Benigni took the role of Mastro Geppetto. If you are interested, you are welcome to check out that episode as well. Yes, Chris, Benigni is one of my favorite actors too, as well as Massimo Troisi, a great Napolitan icon that started with the theater, then moved to the cinema. It's, it's part of Napolitan culture. Fabio resembles Massimo Troisi somehow in one of his greatest uh, part in movies like Il Postino back in the 90s. You know, Italian cinema is full of masterpieces. I would totally recommend to our international listeners to check those out as well. Sure, Chris, I recommend to all our listeners to watch this movie because it's a great act of love of Sorrentino, partly also autobiographical, to, to the cinema overall. As he says, when reality is poorly satisfying, cinema could be a great act of distraction and love. So Jack, would you recommend our English speakers, listeners, just to keep the original Italian with English subtitles? Yes, totally, Chris. I think they could appreciate the inflection of the dialect, which is so important in, in the Italian culture. Yeah, you remember, guys, recently we chat about tear along the dotted line. In that case, it was the typical Roman accent. In this movie, you will discover a different style of accent that is, of course, the Naples one. Even Zero Calcare, we recommend it to watch in the original language, and for Sorrentino, it's just the same. Okay. Sounds good. Guys, let us know if you watched the movie, what's your opinion about it. Feel free to reach us on Instagram and Twitter at Chris underscore OCD Geeks as well as Jack underscore OCD Geeks. Don't forget to check our website www.ocdgeeks.me. So for now, let them talk about freaks. We stay tuned on OCD Geeks. <laughs>